Thanks for listening to the Mark Aram Show podcast. Thanks for Xfinity for sponsoring said podcast. A couple of things in life I don't skimp on. Toilet paper, razor blades, seafood. I want the best of the best when it comes to all three. And internet. That's why I use Xfinity Internet. And it's the amazing 10G network. The 10G network from Xfinity. The future starts now. Smarter, more consistent, and a secure network. And it only gets better. Jump on board the Xfinity 10G network online. Just go to Xfinity.com. Happy Friday, smiling. Happy Friday, everyone. Mark Aram and the Bananas live with the uh, 95.5 WSB Atlanta's News and Talk. We got a chock full show tonight. So much to do. We got an improv comedy troupe. We've got a famous Hollywood actor. Does Alex Williams know this food? Brittany from Access Atlanta. I want to start off by saying uh, I feel your pain. My ride in here today was just awful. It was terrible. Considering it's not raining and it's Friday, right? it took me 15 extra minutes. It was uh, smiling. You still there, buddy? What the hell's going on, my friend? Do you know what it is? It's dudes like Chuck. Wait, what that, did I do? Well, I'm saying not saying you. I'm saying <laughs> like you that wait to the last minute for Valentine's Day stuff. So they're all... They all rush out of work to try to come home and get the uh, get the card at CVS or get the flowers at Publix. And I thought it might be the mattress sales for President's Day. It could have been mattress firms President's Day mattress sale. You're a good right. You can save up to four hundred ninety nine dollars. There you go. Good job. Um, but yeah, oh my, I, I've never been late for this show, but I thought I might be today. Yeah, I was, and people have lost their minds out there. Like you come to a four way stop. I'm not going to tell you what four way stop it is, but <laughs> it was jammed, right yeah. and no one could no one could turn. We all wanted to go straight to Northside Drive. And in a civilized society, you know, so the guy in front of me went. Yeah. And then the guy to my left in front of him went. Anyway, I'm obviously next up. Sure. And the, this jack wagon tries to, you know, and eventually did cut me off. But I'm like, come on, man. This oh, is, yeah. You, you clearly saw I'm next to go. Anyway. Four-way stops are, are, are I'm surprised there aren't more instance, yeah. incidents. Yeah. At four-way stops, yeah. just because of stuff like that. It was. I mean, I, I was the better man. Um, granted, there was a toddler in the back seat, so that wow. that tempered my my <laughs> road. I was like, okay, fine. I'm not going to harass you. Uh, but yeah, traffic sucked getting here today. I don't like it, but that's all right. We got traffic every six minutes for your ride home. Uh, Longoria is off today. Jason uh, Byers on the other side of the takeout window. I've been here 22 years. Deb Green, how long you been at uh, WSB? About six. Six, Chuck. Uh, be seven in August. Seven and wow, already. And Jason Byers, five in October. This is this is a really cool place to work. Obviously, um, it, people people come here and they don't leave. Right? They they stay here for a reason. And one of the one of the cool things about this uh, building, you know, we've got the four radio stations, the TV station, is that there are like Atlanta legends in here. Like, mm-hmm. there's some really cool people. I'm sure when Erickson comes through, like people are kind of starstruck. A few. A few. I'm not saying a lot. <laughs> no, but I'm sure there's sure. there's some that are like, oh, wow, that's Eric Erickson. Uh, or if they see Jovita Moore, like mm-hmm. Jovita was on the show last night. Like there's le- le- people legitimately starstruck. Are you? Have you ever been or are you currently starstruck when you see anyone in the building here? I if, Twice I've ended up in the elevator with Jovita and I'm always flustered. Yeah. I never know what to say. So then I just sit there awkwardly. <laughs> I barely yeah. get, I don't know why she just flusters me. Well, I mean, she's an icon. Yeah. She's a, she's but a she legend. always flusters me every Deb time. Deb Green, you seem to be, you would be nonplussed by by local celebrities. I mean, the though, first right? time I met Monica, I think I was like, oh my gosh, that's Monica. Monica Pearson, yeah. Yeah, like I've, I've watched her on TV forever sure. and I'm like, oh my God, that's her. And I got really nervous talking yeah. to her. And then finally we got to that point where like, oh, I'm just a radio person too. So. But yeah, when the first time I met her. Oh yeah, she. I mean, that's an. That, she's an, a legit icon yeah, exactly. forever. I was the first time I, 
first time I met, uh, well, I mean, for years I was uh, starstruck by Monica. And then I, I, what really helped was I got to, I used to fill in on sports on the, on channel two and I got to share the anchor desk with her and, and John Pruitt at the same time. That would be more terrifying. It was, but it was awesome. <laughs> it was like, okay, like that was, that was a cool, like I've made it moment mm-hmm. here in, in, in TV and radio that I got to share the anchor desk with John Pruitt and Monica Pearson. Yeah, like that, that'll forever be on your resume. Oh, I've got, yeah, it's <laughs> yeah. phenomenal. Um, Jason Byers, you, you wear, work weird, weird hours, so. I'm not. You're not starstruck by Charlie O'Brien, but have you ever? Every st- Saturday, I am. <laughs> you're starstruck. Have you ever been like, "Oh my God, I can't believe I just ran into this person"? The first time I walked past Katie Kylie in the hall, that, just, that'll do that it. was a big moment. Yeah, grew up listening to her everywhere. On the cool part know. is, I was friends with Katie before she came over to the river. Yeah, I so, got to meet her a couple times beforehand yeah. too. So, Eddie, the reason why I'm bringing this up is like, I mean, I've been here 22 years. I'm not very starstruck anymore. Like it doesn't happen, but it happens. The only time it happens now is when I run into this guy, and I ran into him in the parking lot on the way in today because I was running super late. Uh, I'm going to play some audio here. CNN. Van Earl Wright, CNN, Headline Sports. Van Earl Wright from CNN, Headline Sports. I, I, I just, I grew up watching him doing sports on CNN. CNN, Headline Sports. And so anyway, I like, I, I, I like schoolgirl out every time I see Van Earl. So I got crushed, soul crushed on the way in today. So again, I, r- I arrived later to the station, and uh, Van B- Van Earl does sports on Channel Two now. He was a legend on CNN Headline News for years doing sports. And Van's coming in, and I'm getting out of my car. I'm like, and I'm, I'm like such a kid. I'm like, hey, Van. He's like, hey, what are you doing here? And I'm like, Ugh. I'm like, I do a radio show. Six to eight. It sounds so beneath. Like, yeah, I'm just just on the radio. Yeah, but it was like crushing that he'd even know I did a radio show. And I was like, ah, never meet your heroes. I guess that is the thing. But but, uh, yeah, that's, I'd still geek out every time I see Banner all right. Anyway, I just wanted to tell that story. 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. Smiling, your days back at CNN, you worked with Vanner all right. You guys were, it was just his tagline, CNN, headline sport. Like, I just, oh, anyway, Van, Van, I hope you're listening finally. I'm Mark Aram, and I have a radio show at night, and you get traffic every six minutes with Mark McKay. Love it, love it. Anyway, I, I just, I run into Van. Like, I don't see him very often because our schedules are, are diametrically opposed, but I geek out. The fact that he knows who I am is pretty, if you told 1992 Mark Aram that Van Earl White is going to know who you are, he's not going to know you have a radio show. That's okay. He's not going to know that much. At least he knows you exist. He knows I exist. Yeah. Like, that, uh, that, that's pretty that's cool to deal. me. Yeah. I mean, because if you, uh, ESPN back in the day, was a paid subscription, right? And I was in college. I had the basic, basic cable channel. It was like eight channels. But CNN Headline News was part of that basic. So I would watch, I'd get my sports highlights from CNN Headline News. So it was like Nick Charles and Van Earl Wright and Smiling Mark McKay. So I geeked out when I first met Smiling Mark McKay as well. Let, let me go back to Smiling. I know you're in traffic, buddy. Who else was on that CNN Sports uh, with you? Is Nick Charles, you... Fred Hickman, that's right. Oh, my God. Oh, rest in peace, yeah. Yeah, look at that. I'm just tapping into Mark McKay's. No, I love this. Um, but it was so fun. So I would get the, I had the basic cable package. Like ESPN was like another 12 bucks a month. And when you're in college, like 12 bucks, that's, that's 300 bowls that's of ramen. That's why people are for food insecure. Exactly right. So I wouldn't get that. But I would watch uh, the old CNN headline news. Do you remember that, Jason? So back they have regular CNN, and then they'd have CNN headline, headline news, and I loved watching that because it was just 
the news. You know, that was all they did. They yeah. didn't have the opinion shows and no the commentary. Yeah, it's it was news. it was just it was a good news product. Like, mm-hmm. all right, we're gonna go to Bosnia now and oh we'll go to the nation's capital. And it wasn't, you know, pundits on the left and pundits on the right. It was just a straight up news show. And it was it was great to actually know what was going on in the world. The closest thing to that now, now I don't even know what headline news is. It's like Nancy Grace and court shows and like I don't even know what's going on over there. But if you ever if you ever are abroad or you have like a massive Xfinity cable package like I do, CNN International, like that's what they do. There, there's not like... Yeah, they just do news. Yeah. There's no commentary. You don't have roundtables of pundits. Thank you. Exactly. So I wish... C- nice. I, I don't know why I'm talking about... Oh, because Van Earl Wright. <laughs> yeah. I wish CNN would bring back headline news where it was like... That's where you got, you know, it was 24 hours of news, not 24 hours of, oh, what does Rick Santorum say? And, and what does uh, yeah. Sean Hannity say? It was like, oh, we've got reporters everywhere. Let's do 24 hours news. So CNN headline news was great. So I was a big fan back in the day. Anyway, that, I don't know how that came. Oh, because I ran into Van in the, uh, in the parking garage, and I, I got giggly. <laughs> I got, like uh, when, you didn't even say, oh, Katie Kiley, you said that. Yeah, I'm kind of starstruck when I uh, see Alex Williams now because he's so popular with the Alex Williams Know This Food segment. Is like, that where he gets all his fame from? That's where, that's it. We're totally making him a superstar. All right, anyway, uh, before we start the show, let's get some calls. Chris is in Sandy Springs. Chris, welcome to the program. What's up, buddy? Hey, I'm not sure you understand how a modern-day four-way stop works. If both of y'all are going straight, number one and three, both go straight. Two and four, both go straight. You don't wait. One at a time, one at a time, one at a time. Yeah, no, that so, I, I listen. Yeah, I I know I know how to drive. The the kill the the deal was I was going straight and this jack wagon was going to turn left, but it was ah. it was my turn to go, um, and they cut in front of me. And, and normally that would have been a little more heated, but you know it's Valentine's right. Day. Yeah, no, absolutely. That's that's the thing. People need to realize that you know if if one guy's coming at you and you're going straight, you can go too. Right. Yeah. Exactly. You're That's exactly right. right. But there, there are a lot, there are a lot of people now that don't even do that. Yeah. So you, I, you know, I hate. Some people. I hate when people like, let's say you're taking, you're taking a left turn, especially on Peachtree, you're making a left turn, and the person in front of you doesn't like nose out in fr- into the intersection to turn left when the light changes, and they just sit there, and you don't get that extra person to go in. You know what I'm saying? I didn't really explain that very no, well. No, I know what you mean. When you're waiting for, and then it turns yellow, and yes. you're just waiting for that proper moment to slip in and yes. turn, and they just sit And that at person the line. screws you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I hate that. Uh, anyway, 404 872 WSB Talk. Oh, slow jams tonight on the Mark Aram Show, courtesy of Jason Byers. Valentine's Day, a little love music. Luther Vandross. The, the Mr. Vandross. Uh, when we come back, more of your calls, and I actually have stuff to talk about. 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK, on Twitter and Instagram, at Mark Aram, always and forever on 95.5 WSB. Welcome back to the show. Uh, we are plumb out of time, but don't go anywhere. I'm going to fanboy again when we come back after news weather and traffic. Chuck, is this legit? Is that who's waiting on hold? Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. I'm very excited, but we don't. We ran out of time this segment. So uh, to my special guest on the phone, you know who you are. Hang on. We're going to get to you uh, right after news weather and traffic. Then more of your calls. We're going to still talk about Valentine's Day. Does Alex Williams know this food? Uh, we, got, we got a bunch. Uh, John Ashton. 
the actor from uh, Midnight Run. And Beverly Hills Cop's going to join us. So, oh my God, we got a special guest coming up. I'm very excited. Uh, 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK on Twitter and Instagram, at Mark Aram. It's the Valentine's Day edition of the Mark Aram Show on WSB. Happy Valentine's Day, one and all. Mark Aram live on a Friday with most of the bananas. Uh, last segment, I was reminiscing about my uh, love for both Van Earl White Wright and uh, CNN Headline News. And lo and behold, I look up on the call screening software, and who do I see? CNN Headline News. I'm Lynn Russell. Saudi Arabia. Lynn Russell joining us on the Mark Aram Show. How are you, Lynn? Or Miss Russell, should I say? No, Lynn. And I look and I see that I still am Lynn Russell. Hey, it was just, you know what, Mark? I was driving along. And I'm back in Atlanta now for much of the time. And I heard you talking about Van Earl, right? And I was laughing so hard, I had to pull over because we went through this thing. You know, he has such a wonderful, distinctive delivery, as you know. And all of a sudden, it made me crazy. And I said, would somebody please ask him to, like, just relax a little bit, just <laughs> a little, you know, because I heard it all the time. And, and he didn't. And so we had these up and down escalators inside the network. And so I thought, well, I'll make my own statement whenever I see him, right? And then I discovered that for half a year I was flipping off the wrong guy. <laughs> no kidding. But he, I know he's a great guy. We didn't hang out or anything, but it just made me just laugh. So and thank you for remembering and for caring because, boy, I'll tell you what, it was a group effort, and we, we had a great mission. We really did. We did the news. Lynn Russell joining us on the Mark Aram Show. I loved that channel because uh, it, it was just the news, and you guys delivered it from all over the world, which is yep. still CNN's strength to have these correspondents literally everywhere, and it was no opinion. It was like, here, this is the news. This is what's going on, and I don't know why they got away from that. Well, I, I don't either. I mean, I have lots of theories about it, but then I'll just start getting angry and throw things. <laughs> I think probably CNN International is the closest thing, and as things started to change there, I used to go down the hall and stand outside and listen to CNN I, you know, and, and see what we were not reporting. And there's a lot of it. So that is an alternative. So what, what uh, you, you said you're in Atlanta a lot now. What's going on in Lynn Russell's life? Well, uh, as nobody is doing the news, I am writing books about a TV reporter who's a private investigator, which I still am in Georgia, with a crazy Italian family, which I have. So it's like <laughs> not much of a stretch. And it's the P.J. Santini series. Of books. The first one is Hell on Heels. And I realized the other day, I've got a character in there named Longoria. <laughs> I, should, I should send in a couple of copies. Absolutely. Of That'd be fantastic. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Now, did, did you write the book before you know long, knew who Longoria was? or Yes. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I was out of town. I was in, and literally out of my mind. I was in Canada for, for a few years and married to a guy. And this time, it was an 11-year train wreck after I left CNN. <laughs> Um, but then I married Chuck DeCaro, who was CNN's first special assignments correspondent, yeah, yeah. and we had met we met 30 years ago, you know. So I finally got it right, and um, and we're, we're having a great time. He defended me, as you probably know, um, in a gunfight when we were assaulted. And um, so, you know, we both carry legally and all of that. And so our Valentine's Day is he's still in – he's up in D.C., Washington, doing some work. And I just came back from the two of us uh, requalifying for our concealed weapons permits in Washington, D.C. So you spent hours at the range. 
And for us, that's foreplay for Valentine's Day. <laughs> Chuck just fell <laughs> off his chair. Chuck just, Chuck, sorry, she's taken, Chuck. She's taken. Uh, Lynn, this has been an honor and a privilege. If Listen, if you ever want to uh, come in the studio and hang out, we'd love to have you in. Thank you so much. I would really love that. All right, I'm going to put you on hold. Loti's going to get uh, some contact info from you, and then uh, we'd, we'd love to have you sit down and, and have a longer chat about, uh, about the news business and, and whatever else pops up. Well, thanks so much. Thanks for having me on. I love your show. It's Thank a great you so show, much, and, Lynn. And I would be honored. Thank All right, you. hang on a second. Loti, behave. Would you take Lynn Russell's information? That was uh, that was pretty awesome right there. One of the most famous anchors from CNN Headline News. You Lynn look Russell. like a little kid. I do. Ready right? for Santa Claus. Well, you've not seen. You know yeah. what I mean? Like <laughs> Jewish Santa. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And she's got a character named Longoria in her book. That's fantastic. It was subconscious. I think so. Yeah. I think so. That's very cool. She is also uh, a has a black belt in Choi Kwang Do. So not only is Lynn Russell, Lynn Russell packing heat, she's also a martial arts expert, so don't mess, don't mess with, her. with her. Yeah, it's funny she mentioned that because I want to talk about um, concealed carry because there was a slider crime at my QT yesterday. Did you at see your that? QT. That's my QT. Oh, I saw that story, yeah. Yeah, someone got shot. They were, uh, like a couple was pumping air into their tire and... Uh, the, I don't know. Try to steal the car. Try yeah. to steal the car, and the guy and the the victim, like the guy that was getting carjacked, got shot in the belly, yeah. which which surprised me because ninety nine percent of the time I go to that quick trip, and there are police officers always there. at a quick trip. That's yeah. why I go to quick trips. It's because yeah. you seem so safe because mm-hmm. I go there at three in the morning on the way to work, and I feel safe because there's usually uh, police officers there. All right. Oh, what a treat, Lynn Russell. Lynn, tough to top that, but we're going to try. When we come back, we're going to have Russ in Gainesville. And does Alex Williams know this food? It was so funny, Jason. I said, hey, should I put Russ on with uh, Lynn Russell? And he goes, no, no, don't do that. Uh, 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. On Twitter and Instagram, at Mark Aram. It's the Valentine's Day edition of the Mark Aram Show on 95.5 WSB, Atlantis News and Talk. Playing the love songs here. Ooh, who's this, Jason Byers? Tell the, the great folks. Great Barry White. Barry White. Be White. Alec Williams going to throw some Barry White on tonight with his fiance Kimberly Page. What's going on, Alex Williams? What's up? Alex Williams, beloved member of the WSB traffic team, uh, knows a lot about traffic, knows nothing about food. That's why we sporadically like to play Does Alex Williams Know This Food? 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 That boy don't know what that is. All right, here's the food tonight there, Alex Williams. Oh, we're going to use that. Okay. Usually we use the Benny Hill theme. There's different ones in there. Okay. Uh, here we go. We're, I'm going to run out this. I'm going to turn this this bed, by the way. The food tonight is baked Alaska. Baked Alaska. Alaska. Do we know what baked Alaska is, Alex? Um, what's going through your mind? Give me the thought process. I'm thinking about like which what's popular up in Alaska. Yeah. So I was thinking maybe some kind of baked fish. Okay. Like what what's what fish is famous in Alaska? Salmon. Salmon. Oh, okay. So baked. Baked Alaska salmon? would be baked salmon. That no. boy does not know what that is. <laughs> Shocking. It's a dessert. Uh, it's an old school dessert. This is like from. Uh, I don't know, the 1800s. Uh, it's basically a uh, a cake and an ice cream, and then there's a meringue, and they light it on fire. Like, not many o- restaurants offer it anymore. So what does Alaska have to do with it? I have no idea. This is what I'll show you what it looks like, though. Uh, it was predicted that you would guess fish. Okay. Yeah. yeah, we knew you would guess fish. So Alex Williams did not know what it is. Not at I all. I mean, you're, if you never had it, you're not missing it. It's they a do sweet a table treat. side. It's nice for Valentine's Day. It is a sweet treat. For, for Valentine's Day, they light it on fire next to your table. 
but I much prefer Cherry's Jubilee. If you're going to light something on fire, get a Bananas Foster, a Cherry's Jubilee. There you go. As opposed to the Baked Alaska. All right, Alex Williams did not know that food. Uh, have a great weekend, Alex. Y'all too. All right, there we go. Alice is up next on the Mark Aram Show. Hello, Alice. Well, hello. Hello. Hi. Can I tell you what my husband and I were, Bob and Alice Ashman from Norcross, what we have done for 20 years on Valentine's Day? What's that? Well, years ago... My husband, Bob, 20 years ago, he saw an ad in the Gwinnett newspaper, get married or renew your vows for free at the courthouse on February 14th. That is not our A day, but he took off work, and we had a wedding. For me, once is not enough. So every year we go. In June, it will be 46 for, for us. Of course, now he's, he, reti- he is retired, so he doesn't have to take off work. I usually wear my original wedding dress. Aww. I did not do that. I had something else I wore. A number of years ago, back, a number of years back, we met a man in the Gwinnett County Courthouse praying with couples who were getting married. This man started an organization called Bridge the Gap. Look it up. We are now on his team offering prayers to people going through good or bad dramas. It's so funny you say that, Alice, because our next caller needs some prayers. It's Russ in Gainesville. Russ, come here a minute. I want Russ, to we got 30 seconds before the news, buddy. Happy Valentine's Day. What's on the agenda today, my friend? Well, I want to see if any other guys were in trouble like me. I've got a girl mad at me Shocking. because it's Valentine's Day. She says I should be with her. I want to know who I'm with. And she said she bought me a present. Now I'm not going to get it. Which girl is this? Um, that um, Peruvian girl. The oh, girl. the one that yeah. doesn't speak English. Yeah, that's she right. She doesn't have a name either. Yeah, she doesn't have a name. Um, no, it's Tracy. Tracy, all right. Well, you don't want to make yeah. uh, Tracy mad, so do what you got to do. But uh, Russ sent me a picture of who his latest target is, so I'm curious to see how that unfolds next week. Russ, happy Valentine's Day. Keep us posted, buddy. Thank you. When we come back after news, weather, and traffic, the comedy troupe, the improv troupe, the I-285, plus Brittany from Access Atlanta, Valentine's Day edition of the Mark Aram Show. You know, a couple weeks back, I had Brittany Tenenbaum from Access Atlanta on the show. She joins us every Friday and tells us what's hot and what's happening around the city of Atlanta for those of us that aren't really tuned in. And she told me about a new improv group. And you know I love improv. I I love comedy of all kinds, but especially improv. And there's a new improv group, and what really caught my attention was their name. It's called The I-285. Joining us in studio on the Mark Aram Show from the comedy troupe, The 285, Joe Massengill and Julia Jones. Ladies and gents, welcome to the show. Hi. Thank you for having us. I'm so so (laughs) excited that there's a new uh, improv troupe in Atlanta. And I was really intrigued by the name, the 285, as I do traffic every morning. So <laughs> let me just ask about the origins of the name. How did you come up with that name for the, the comedy group? Um, we So we wanted to create a sketch team that's kind of a SNL meets Portlandia that's specific about making fun of things in Atlanta and true to Atlanta. Excellent. So, um, Vince Migliori, who's one of the writers on the team, mm-hmm. was just like, 285. It like kind of encompasses... <laughs> And visually, it's very, you know, yeah. it, it, it captures everything that we're making fun of. So the, what separates you from other uh, improv groups are the fact that this is all Atlanta-centric. This is mostly Atlanta-centric. Yeah, absolutely. Trying to tell the story of Atlanta. You know, we thought that there was a, there's a big comedy community here, but also over the past few years, there's a large film community that's yeah. moving in from all over the place. 
so uh, part of our we were we 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 had sketches that we were performed live, but also film sketches, so mm-hmm. that we could draw both crowds. And Joe, you're from you're from Noonan originally. Uh, you were out in L.A. for a while, had a great movie and television career. Now you're back home. It, did you come it's, back home? It's not over. It's not over yet. No, it's, yeah. it's ongoing. Had you're emphasis st- on you're still a young pup. Did you come back because the work is here now in Atlanta? Uh, partly. Yeah. I mean, my family's here. Uh, I also, a lot of the L.A. life, you know, the business is such a grind. Yeah, it's absolutely. Like, uh, you get tired of waiting. Yeah. You know, uh, a lot of people sit there and wait for the opportunity, but I noticed there were a whole lot of people in the industry that were really happy living wherever they wanted. Yeah. It's kind of like if you're going to create the work, if you put in the time and create the work, things will happen. Yeah. You don't have to just be in the right place and wait for the right moment. There's a lot of people I met while I was working that lived wherever they wanted. And yeah. all of a sudden, that's said, the goal. Right? I want to be near my family. I want to be here in Atlanta. Yeah. And and again, because the, the arts community, I think, has, has really blown up over the past few years, it's always been its own hub. But with everyone moving in, it's just an exciting place to be. That was one of the reasons we wanted to get started making something. There's so many talented people right here in Atlanta. Yeah. If we could build a writer's room that was from Atlanta, talking about Atlanta. I, I think that it, that's amazingly, it separates you too, the fact that this is Atlanta-centric comedy. Uh, Julie, you spent half your life here. You're, you know, mm-hmm. We're going to call you native-esque. Yeah, native-esque. Native-esque. <laughs> um, how did this come together, what, and how long has this uh, group been together? Uh, so I've been doing comedy in Atlanta for almost eight years, mm-hmm. at, predominantly at Village Theater, but I teach and work all over the city for improv comedy. And my writing partner, she moved away, and I was kind of in a slump, and Joe and I wanted to create something together. And a bigger goal I've had for a while, because we both coach at Catapult Acting Studios, okay. so we are very much in the trenches of what's going on in the film industry here. Um, a bigger goal for me in comedy has been trying to produce something that we could eventually have be like picked up as a series or write something that has just a bigger viewership so we sat down and collaborated and i invited local comedic people that i know in atlanta that are amazing writers and thinkers and just kind of created this uh and andrew his friend who was the person that actually reached out to you Mm -hmm. He's an amazing filmmaker. He's won four Emmys and, oh, wow. and nominated for eleven, I think, this past year. Like really talented. Not to not to poo not on to your parade, brag. but I've also won four Emmys. So really? It's not, really it's that, not a big deal. Not, oh. I mean, I, I, I've told this story in the air before. Uh, my first Emmy, I won, and you get one for free. And I was so I was so proud that I bought another one for my parents, and it's like six hundred dollars, right? And I was so proud. I brought it home over Christmas, blah, blah, blah. And they're like, oh, that's great. The next year I come home from Christmas, it's in the visitor's bathroom on top of the toilet. Really? Like basically almost a toilet paper holder. That's amazing. I was amazing. like, oh, I guess my parents really don't care about my <laughs> my career. But I'm just kidding. No. Uh, so from the, the, the time you had the idea to the time you're on stage, how long is that? Our first meetings were September, and our oh, show wow. was in January. So where again, uh, Joe and Julia here from the Two Eighty Five uh, Improv Comedy Troupe, uh, fresh on the scene, crispy and clean. Where can we see you guys, uh, either on stage or online or all that stuff? Our website is the Two Eighty Five dot com, but you can also check us out on Instagram at the Two Eighty Five ATL. Yeah, and our we're going to be having. We're trying to package it where each show is almost like an episode. So the next one's going to be out in spring. Excellent. So these yeah. are all episodic. This is not something like where I can 
we can go as a crowd and watch you on stage. Well, uh, you can because part of the production is going to be live sketch. Oh, also. excellent! So we and just we just we, uh, and also because we started meeting in September and we had the idea. It was it was originally an idea session, but because my friend Andrew, who, as you noticed with his communication with yeah. you, he's he's on it individual. Exactly, <laughs> he, he gets, he gets things done. done. <laughs> and I brought him to the first meeting just to gauge his interest, yeah. hanging out with a bunch of writers and you know comedians. And, yeah. and he left that meeting with, uh, okay, we need we're going up November second. And, and we're gonna have these shot before uh, he he basically had made the plan and everyone else was okay. Here we yeah. go. We're making a show and and uh, we ended up pushing it back to January. But originally we only had two shows scheduled because mm-hmm. we didn't know what we had or what we were building or what we we're doing. And um, now we're in a position where we we sold out both the shows and that's amazing and people want to see it and so i think it's I, we're, we're in a planning moment do we do another show do we do we yes. wait for the next this, chapter listen like, this is a brilliant <laughs> idea and i love the fact that you're making atlanta centric um i think that will set you apart and and will develop a a i don't want to say cult following but a, a big following because people in atlanta love atlanta we love things all about atlanta and if if you you know if you're into the arts community you know some of the biggest locally uh, produced plays throughout the last couple of decades had all been about Atlanta. So Mm -hmm. Atlantans want to go see stuff about their city. And I certainly want to go see comedy about my city. So I'm very, very excited. I think this is very cool. Uh, Joe Massengill, Julia Jones, tell the folks again where online we can find this. We can follow all your stuff. Uh, The 285ATL on Instagram. Mm -hmm. Or the 285.com. I can't believe that was still available. The 285.com. Oh, we snatched yeah. it. Oh, the minute, yeah. Su- <laughs> our first meeting, we were we we scooped it up. We looked to see if it was available. And we're very fortunate it. to have uh, it. Part of the benefit of being in the comedy community is it usually has a lot of nerdy people who are smart and can like <laughs> grab domain. I need some of them. On domain my names. I need nerdy well, guys, best of luck. I can't wait to see your show. If I, if I would love to come out and watch you guys perform. Yes. Just give me a holler, and maybe we can give some tickets away to some listeners or something. Yeah, for Absolutely. sure. We, we have. Will. Yeah, we can hook you up with some All tickets. Right. Hopefully, we'll have our video sketches online too uh, by the time this airs. We'll so. get the guy that gets stuff done to get this thing out yeah. on the yeah, out on the web. <laughs> All right, guys, I appreciate it. Thanks so much. Thank you. Joining us on the show as she does every Friday from Access Atlanta, it's your pal and mine, Brittany Ten and Bomb. Brit, what's going on? It's Friday. Happy Valentine's Day, my rose. I wish Happy, I had a rose to give you, uh, my my friend. Uh, Happy Valentine's Day to you. You look very pink and pleasant. Yeah, well, this is the Valentine's Day gear, the the pink shirt, I like the red it. tie. Yeah, we do that. A um, lot of dudes freaking out on Valentine's Day, last minute. Don't get close. your freak on. I mean, get your freak on tonight, <laughs> yeah, but, but don't freak out about gifts because we got you covered here. All right. Well, tell us what we okay, can do. Okay. So here's my suggestion. Everyone gets flowers, and I, I feel like I hear a lot of people, a lot of guys say it's like a stupid holiday. It might be stupid, but don't be dumb. It's important. It's important. Yeah. Still get the flowers. Go to Kroger. I was there last night. They have a wide selection. Publix, uh, Publix wherever. Kroger, wherever <laughs> wherever you would like to go. Spend the 10 to $12. Yeah. I'm telling you, you will be yeah. put on a high pedestal. Got to do it. If you don't want the flowers, get the chocolates. Lots of stuff under ten bucks too. I did see some heated slippers on Amazon Ooh. that were that looked kind of nice yeah. and cozy. Those are twenty eight bucks. You could probably get them on Prime and get them for tomorrow. Yeah. A little belated Valentine's Day, but still works. And then I always love a good foot massage. Those are twenty five or thirty bucks. You can get a gift certificate for that or a pedicure. I love ham and nails. That's my favorite. Um, 
So it it you've you've got a, a, a wide range of selection Women there. Women really love the foot massage. They do. Yeah. They do, and it's an easy thing. It's not going to break the bank. For fifty bucks, you and her can yeah. go out. I went once. And, did you like it? Uh, the first time I went, mm-hmm. I did not like it because I had a dude, and okay. he was crushing my feet. It oh, hurt. see, I would see, it I would was like so that. So hard. But then I went back <laughs> another time, and it was okay. Got it. Yeah. Okay. All right. So if you don't want it, just get it for her. Listen, that's it's, yeah, absolutely. She can go on her own. Um, and then if you want to do a few things this weekend, you can go and see Hello, Dolly! at the Fox Theater playing this weekend, I believe through next week. Or maybe actually it was just this week through the weekend. Okay. Um, it is a, uh, a Tony Awards, a Tony Award winning show. It famous, is a famous very famous show, not to be missed. Ticket prices vary for that. And if you want to get your Mardi Gras on, they are having a Mardi Gras streetcar adventure starting at Municipal Market um, you can jo- enjoy an afternoon exploring downtown Atlanta and the old Fourth Ward using the Atlanta streetcar. I've never been on the Atlanta streetcar, actually. No one Have has. you? No. Only homeless <laughs> no. people take that thing. It is the biggest well, waste gonna... of taxpayer money ever. Well, you can enjoy some New Orleans-themed food and drink specials yeah. and uh, with uh, lots of participating bars and restaurants. Tickets for that are going to be 30 bucks. Beautiful. Real quick, I posted yes. this poll on Twitter. If you had to pick one of these gifts for Valentine's Day, would you prefer flowers, candy, Jewelry or a fancy dinner? You had to pick one. Hmm. I think I'm between like flowers and a good dinner. Okay. Can I do both? Sure. No. You're Brittany Tannenbaum <laughs> from Access Atlanta. Tannenbaum. Sorry. Tannenbaum. Uh, all this stuff available on WSBTV.com. Where can we find you yes. on the social medias, darling? At Brit Elise and then at Access ATL on the Instagram. You can watch Access Atlanta on the WSB Now stream, Amazon, Firestick, uh, Apple TV, and Roku. Roku. Roku, Roku. I'm sorry I didn't have a Valentine's Valentine's Day gift for you. You are forgiven. Your presence is my gift. Oh, you're so sweet. I'll make it up for you uh, next weekend. Sounds great. All right. Have a great weekend. Happy Valentine's Day, Britt. Welcome back. Friday edition of the Mark Aram Show. All the bananas here except for Longoria, who is uh, off on vacation. Chuck, did he take off for Valentine's Day or what's the deal? It was just... It happened to be right uh, now? Some sort of anniversary slash <laughs> Valentine's Day. I don't right. think they had a real anniversary, right? No, yeah. Yeah, so maybe so, they combined uh, this was, it. Yeah, they just it's just an excuse for him to go west and eat Whataburgers. Yeah, that's really all it <laughs> anyway, is. Anyway, well, happy Valentine's Day to Leslie Longoria. Happy Valentine's Day to uh, hot neighbor Chuck's wife, Deb Green's husband, who we've, ne- we've never has never been in studio. Will he that doesn't want to come here. No, no he doesn't want no, to come knows here. I met him to, once. He knows not to bother me at work. All right. Yeah. Uh, the reason I, I bring this up is uh, Brittany Tannenbaum was talking about uh, possible late-minute Valentine's Day gifts, and she mentioned uh, massages, foot massages, whatever. Have you uh, ever done a foot massage, Chuck? Like, have I received one? Yeah. No. No. Deb Green? No. You no. a fan? No. I was a dancer for a long time. I don't like people touching my feet. Really? But mm. I would think you'd enjoy it no. since you've been a dancer. No. It's uh, The first time I went, as I told Brittany, I had a- like a, I had Bruce Lee on my on my feet. It was so painful. I was like, and then the not fun. That was not the way it was supposed to go. And okay. the second time I went, and I'm very ticklish, but uh, I did enjoy it. How about a couples massage? You guys ever do a couples massage? Yeah, when we go to those uh, all inclusives. Oh yeah, we'll get those couple massages, and it's like a whole thing. Now, are you particular, Chuck, that uh, your hot neighbor wife is massaged by a woman? Not a man. Does that bother you? Do you carry? No, it doesn't bother me. I just think it's way hotter when it's a woman. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, uh, what about? Will you get a massage from a man? Yeah, it don't bother me. I was because of track. Like all of my, all of our sports medicine people were. They were all dudes and so. Yeah, physical trainers and stuff. They were all guys. It moved, Chuck. 
What? No, no, it didn't. George Costanza. No, no, did. I was like, wait, no, 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 no. It didn't move. No, no it did no. not. No. Deb, uh, do you are you a massage gal? Have you gotten them, received them? Do you like them? Uh, similar to Elite in sports, you know, you had to have them after yeah. gymnastics or things like that just to function. But I don't in like I don't go to spas to have relaxing massages. I don't find them relaxing because I don't like to be touched. Yeah. That's the thing. I find it very stressful. I like massages in uh, so in the poker room in Vegas. They have massage girls that come around and will give you a massage for like two bucks a minute. Um, I like those because I like my neck and my shoulders. Anything south of my shoulders, I'm just way too ticklish, so I don't I don't mess with it. No, no back, lower back, no, no none of that. Unless my, unless I'm having lower back pain, yeah. Like I just want my neck and my shoulders because I mean I'm so ticklish. I, it goes back to when I was a kid and my cousins just tickled me till I cried when I was like four years old. Jeez, oh, it was torture. Like one of the worst moments of my life. Like two older cousins just just tickling. Oh, you. it was the absolute worst. Anyway, all right. So no Valentine's Day massage for Chuck or Deb Green. I nope. can I can return the gift certificates that I got for yeah, you. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, go all ahead. Right. Uh hang tight. What do we got coming up next, Deb Green? We've got John Ashton coming oh, up next. Uh, actor John Ashton from Beverly Hills Cop and from uh Midnight Run, two of my favorite movies of all time. Uh we'll be right back. It's the Valentine's Day edition of the Mark Aram Show. Welcome back. Friday edition of the Mark Aram Show, the Valentine's Day edition of the Mark Aram Show. Actor John Ashton will join us in just a second. Uh, Deb Green found this uh, amazing story about the uh, dating apps in Atlanta. So we brought in Randy from the digital desk, who might be the only one that would ever, of us, that would be on the dating apps. Mm -hmm. I know you got a bow now, but um, it said the most swiped right neighborhoods in Atlanta from Tinder. You have any guess what the most swiped, that means they accept, right? You swipe right and that means you accept them, right? So what would be the most swiped right neighborhoods in Atlanta, Randy? Uh, that's a good question. I'm not even familiar with the neighborhoods. I know where the counties. You, where do you hang out at? Um, like Midtown. I like to hang out in Midtown. Okay. So All right, that was that. number three Okay. on the most swiped right. Oh, Buckhead as well. Buckhead was number four. Oh. I'll go from the bottom. There's eight of them. East Atlanta mm-hmm. is number eight. They were ugly. Wow. <laughs> number seven, Inman Park. Okay. Uh, number six, Brookhaven. I could see oh, that. Oh, I had a Brookhaven. nice coffee date there. Yeah. Uh, number five, West Side. I guess Mm-mm, that's my neighborhood. Hood. Uh, number f- I'm West Side. Easy. <laughs> oh, sorry. Excuse number me. Number four, Buckhead. Number three, Midtown. The top two surprised me, Randy. Uh, number two, Old Fourth Ward. Oh, I can really? totally see that. Yeah. Isn't that where, like, uh, Pont City Market is and, and the Beltline's all around That makes there? sense. Yeah. Your favorite place. Yeah, the Beltline. Yeah, I've never been to, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, anyway. We'll keep- and number one. Most swiped right neighborhood in Atlanta. This is Tinder, by the way, for folks that don't know. It's a dating app where you can, I don't know how it works. You see a picture. Right? You see, see pictures, picture. and if you like the picture, swipe right, and if you don't like it, you swipe left. Swipe right. See, I would best that Like up. right, you are right for me. Left, you got to go. Like Beyonce said, to the left, to the left. Okay. Yeah. So, all right, so that that's how you do. And then if they swipe back, you guys are able to message? Or yes, if we work? both swiped right on each other. All right. And then you take it from there. You got it. All right. Uh, sorry, so the most swiped right neighborhood in Atlanta, I guess this means that has the most attractive people, uh, is the uh, Virginia Highlands. Oh, okay, I can. Yeah. Kind of, I thought about that I'd one. Love That's to the hang good out one. In the Highlands when I'm I first so moved rarely, here. so rarely in the Virginia Highlands. Chuck, you ever been there? No. Yeah. I got my nails done there. It was. It's just. Well, I guess with Uber now it's easier. But back in the day. If you wanted to go out to dinner and drinks, like, it's just so difficult to get to. But it was a great place to go out to have dinner and drinks. Yeah. When I went, it was okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but apparently they have the best-looking people in Atlanta. They are the most swiped right neighborhood in Atlanta. Where Where do you live, Randy? I live in Midtown. All right. I'd swipe right. 
Oh, we're all up. swiping right on you. All you guys are the guy. I'd swipe right on you. Um, all right. Thank you, Randy. Have a happy Valentine's Day. You look fantastic all dressed up in red. Thank you. You too. Bye, guys. Hey, from Randy to a famous Hollywood movie star. Here's John Ashton. Loyal listeners to the Mark Aram Show know every Monday we do a thing called Movie Mondays, and I'm uh, very excited to have our next guest from one of my favorite films, actually two of my favorite films. But we'll start with one. It's John Ashton from Beverly Hills Cop and Midnight Run. Mr. Ashton, a pleasure to have you on the show. How are you, sir? Good, Mark. How are you? Excellent. So I, I can't believe this, that uh, it's been 30 years since Beverly Hills Cop just changed the landscape of, of movie history. That's It seems like it was just yesterday that thing came out. I know. It's amazing. And that, I, it's amazing what they do with makeup these days. I can't believe it. I was only 15 years old when I did it. Um, <laughs> I mean, as as a, as a child of the 80s, when that movie came out, it was just like, oh, my God, this is the this is the coolest movie ever. You've got Eddie Murphy at the height of his popularity doing a, a cop buddy film with not one but two buddies. You as, of course, Sergeant John Taggart. Uh, did you know how a big a hit that movie was going to be when you were making it? I don't, you know, I don't really think about things like that when I'm working. You know, I just I do the job and I get there and do it. And you know, I uh, no, actually, I, <laughs> you know, it was we we had a lot of fun doing it, and uh, you know, we we were just hoping it was going to be a good film, and we didn't realize it was going to be such a huge hit. And I remember going to the. Uh, the premiere with with Judge and everybody and and uh, you know of course you're you're at the premiere with with a bunch of people in the business you know with the you know so you know it got a great reception there and then uh, uh, the next night Judge and I said hey let's go to a regular theater and just see what the regular audiences feel like you know so we went to the theater in Westwood and we were set up on the balcony and stuff and the audiences are going crazy and laughing and running. and we looked at each other and we said we better get out of here before before the end of the movie because we're going to get swamped so we left and uh, it was just it was amazing it was amazing and then you know I went back to New York and did a bunch of you know good morning america and we did a bunch of shows back there and people on the streets were stopping us and it it was unbelievable it was really unbelievable Talk- it was uh, really really fun talking to John Ashton star of Beverly Hills Cop 30 years ago that uh, legendary, actually, 35 years ago, I misspoke. It's 35 years. I'm that yeah. old, John. Holy smokes. That's 35, <laughs> I know. That's yeah, unbelievable. You must have That's been, as soon as that movie hit the theaters, the, the, you know, the, the next week you were getting recognized wherever you went, right? The gas station, the supermarket. I mean, that's how popular oh, yeah. that movie was. Oh, I know. I, I remember I was at a supermarket getting some groceries, you know, and uh, in L.A., and I, I was living in L.A., obviously, and... And uh, I was in the grocery store getting groceries, and a bunch of guys came up to me and said, "Hey, man, what are you doing in here?" And I said, "Well, sometimes I get hungry. I want to eat. I'm shopping." You know, it's like, <laughs> <laughs> and it was uh, it was crazy. It was everywhere we went. It was uh, it was it's, it's quite an honor too. So yeah. uh, you know, I was glad that I was able to do it. And and to be honest with you, you know, Marty Brest, who directed the first one, was just, and I love Marty, and he also directed me in Midnight Run. And uh, uh, he just, he brought he brought performances out of people that were, were just incredible. He, he's a great director, and uh, I really owe it all to Marty. It's, he, he let Judge and I create those characters, because on paper... They they weren't that big of characters, you know. And uh, but every time we got to a scene, Marty would let us ad lib, and then uh, most of those all got in the movie. And you know, we we started out as kind of 
minor characters and ended up being co-stars of the movie, you know? So, uh, uh probably I, I, the I most, give all the credit to Marty. Probably so. the most relatable characters of, of Beverly Hills Cop were, were you and your partner and, and certainly came across on screen. You, you and Judd had great chemistry. Uh, Eddie was really young when that, when that movie was made and it came out. Uh, what was it like working with a young Eddie Murphy? Well, it was great. You know, I mean, he's a talented guy, man, you know, and, uh, he, he, you know, the fact that the Marty let us do do stuff. I mean, Eddie brought stuff to the to the character that because originally it was written as a very serious movie, you know. And then all of a sudden, when Eddie was going to do it, it turned into a comedy. And then we so we you know it was it was originally uh, Mickey Rourke was going to do it, and then Sylvester Stallone was going to do it, and and then it went to Eddie, you know. So it went through a lot of transgressions, you know, and. And then when Eddie did it, he we it became a comedy, and he brought all that, you know, because he's a very creative guy, you know. And, and then, you know, and having Marty let us just wing it and do stuff, it, it, it turned the whole movie around. And and uh, he was, Eddie was great. We had we had a blast together. To this day, I will never fall for the banana in the tailpipe. You mentioned Midnight Run. <laughs> <laughs> what did I know? I get that all the time. It's really funny because Judge and I go. We were just back in uh, Edinburgh, Scotland, at a comic con, and it's it's really funny. You know, people bring people bring up uh, plastic bananas for us to sign <laughs> and stuff. You know, it's, it's really funny. That's uh, that's one of the big things of the movie. And originally, you know, that was a potato in the tailpipe. Oh no! In the script. <laughs> And Eddie, Eddie changed it to a banana because he thought it was funnier, and it was. Absolutely, 100%. I want to talk to you, if you don't mind, about Midnight Run, which is one of my favorite sure. movies of all time. The the classic Marvin Dorfler character, the the lovable bounty hunter that was going heads up against Robert De Niro's character. Tell me about the experience of making a classic like Midnight Run. Well, it was great. I mean, you know, Marty, again, you know, was, was a terrific uh, director in it, and and we actually, I mean, we it took us six months to do that film. We we actually started in New York and worked our way across the country. So uh, it was, you know, the experiences, and it was just we became family after six months, and and uh, it was it was great. And I loved playing the character, and uh, I was so comfortable playing Marvin, and uh, and uh, actually in the original script uh, he gets killed halfway. I get killed halfway through the movie. And uh, as we were on the road for about a month or a month and a half, and then Marty finally said, we can't kill Dorfler. The audience <laughs> will hate us if we kill Dorfler. So uh, George had to, George Gallo, who wrote it, had to get, get on the set and start rewriting. And then I, I, they put me in the end at the airport and screwing everything up. And But originally uh, uh, in Las Vegas, when I show him the picture of, of the Duke, uh, and with the two mob guys in the parking lot, that's where in the original script they just shoot me, and then uh, so we ended up uh, we got to that scene to shoot, and then Marty goes, "Hey, wait a minute now, you don't die now, so what are we gonna do?" And I said, "Just have him knock me out, you know." And he said, "Oh, great, okay, good idea." So, uh, yeah. What's so, funny yeah, is, I so love playing the character. Obviously, Jack Walsh is uh, the the protagonist there, and we we want to root for him, but I mean, we can't not help but root for Dorfler as well. I mean, he was such a lovable guy. Like, you didn't may, maybe necessarily want to see him bring the Duke in, but you didn't want to see anything that bad. I think the, the theater would have revolted if they killed off Marvin. Yeah, yeah, that's the way Marty felt. And then, you know, also, and then I went after I knew I was going to live through the rest of the movie, I, I went to the producers and I said, 
hey, I got a great idea for the ending. And they said, what? And I said, instead of the cab pulling up, why does a Marvin pull up in the car and Jack gives him 25000 for a ride downtown? Because that's what he was supposed to get if he brought the Duke in. He was supposed to get twenty five. Yeah, yeah. And they said, oh, man, what a great idea. But we already shot that scene, so oh, we, we, we didn't do it. That would have been fantastic. You know what? Let's recreate that. I want to see Marvin <laughs> get his payoff. That would have been perfect. What a great idea. Well, uh, Mr. Ashton, this has been a pleasure. Huge fan. Beverly Hills Cop, 35 years old. And, of course, Midnight Run. What an amazing performance as Marvin Dorfler. Uh, if you're, oh, as by the way, I did, I found out you uh, grew up in Connecticut. That's where I'm from. So, a uh, fellow oh, nutmegger really? on the on the show, uh, Torrington, which is uh, like the northwest corner. Sure, I know. I grew up in Enfield, Beautiful. which is right near Springfield. I was actually born in Springfield, Mass, and grew up in Enfield, Connecticut, which is right across the border. So, absolutely, always cool. always great to see a Connecticut guy uh, do well in life. Uh, if you're ever in Atlanta, look us I actually, up. I actually went to the Connecticut School of Broadcasting in Hartford. Oh, too. nice. Very cool. Good old CSB. <laughs> well, it served you well. John, if you're ever in Atlanta, look me up. We'll, we'll break bread, my friend. You got it, Mark. Pleasure talking to you. Likewise. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Hang tight. We'll be right back. It's the Friday edition of The Mark Aram Show. Welcome back. Final segment of The Mark Aram Show. We had a, what, a, what a crazy show today, Chuck. <laughs> it was... Uh... <laughs> Interesting. Poor Deb did all this show research, and we I used one of her stories about swiping right. Well, we had a special guest call in. Yeah. We did. We no, I, I'm, I'm very happy with the way the show went. Uh, if I hadn't, here's the thing. it's a, God has a plan. If I wasn't stuck in traffic today, I wouldn't have run into Van Earl Wright in the parking lot, mm-hmm. and I wouldn't have told my story about how I fanboy over him, and then Lynn Russell wouldn't have called. Yeah. We wouldn't have talked about it. it was, so it, it all worked out. It was kismet, as they say. I forgot one more person that... um. I fanboy over in the station, uh, and this is a recent addition, Moni Love from Kiss 104. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, when she first got here, yeah. I'm still kind of, like, I can actually talk to her now. Like, for the first I six months. I still get months, a little nervous going in the studio. So yeah. Why? First so I six see her in the hallway, yeah. and she says stuff to me, and I get, un- like, un- like, I do, and I just, like, <laughs> yeah. and she's always very nice. So yes. Like, how are you? And I'm like, you don't even know who I am. I know. Asking, and now I feel really special, I and I get videos. all uncomfortable, well, and I don't say anything. Two things that, I mean, I grew up listening to her music, obviously, mm-hmm. Moni in the Middle and everything. Uh, but she's also amazingly beautiful and has the best British accent of all time. So I just like melt every time I see her. So now, but now, like for six months, I didn't even talk to her. But now I can actually have a semi-normal conversation. Um, I actually can talk to Van Earl Wright easier than I can to, uh, Moni. <laughs> to Moni. And Moni knows I do a radio show, so she's my favorite. Uh, what do we got coming up next week on the show, Deb Green? Uh, Anything we'll play planned? Some millennial match game. I think you're on early Tuesday. Oh yeah, Tuesday we're filling in for the conservative Viking yes. Eric Erickson. Mm-hmm. And uh, other good stuff. So, yeah. all right. President's Day edition. Good week. President's Day edition of the Mark Aram Show. Uh, let's do star of the show. Uh, Lynn Russell, former anchor for CNN Headline News, has got to be the star of the show. And you got her info, Chuck? We're going to yep. get her in studio? Yep, mm-hmm. we're all Fantastic. Good. All right. Uh, enjoy your Valentine's Day. We'll continue the conversation on Twitter and Instagram, at Mark Aram, Facebook, Mark Aram WSB. In the meantime, go to sleep, little baby. Thanks for listening to the Mark Aram Show podcast. Thanks for Xfinity for sponsoring said podcast. A couple of things in life I don't skimp on. Toilet paper, razor blades, seafood. I want the best of the best when it comes to all three. And internet. That's why I use Xfinity internet. And it's the amazing 10G network. The 10G network from Xfinity. The future starts now. Smarter, more consistent, and a secure network. And it only gets better. Jump on board the Xfinity 10G network online. Just go to Xfinity.com.